Welcome to JP Morgan TV. I'm Bruce Kasman. With me this week is Joe Lupton. Hey, Joe. Welcome back, Bruce. Thank you. So let's get right into it. We've had a lot of news this week. We got a lot coming up next week, of course, uh, with the three big central banks up, the Fed, ECB, and Bank of England. Maybe start with central banks. Um, it feels like the um, decisions on the three are relatively well telegraphed, the Fed going 25, the ECB, and Bank of England going 50. So what is it that we think we'll learn uh, from next week's uh, meetings? Uh, I mean, look, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, as you said, uh, 20, the slowing uh, to, you know, the 25s from the Fed, the still going from 50s from the ECB and, and Bank of England. There's probably more, there's more room to go for the ECB, uh, you know, inflation is still a bit more of a concern there than in the US where you're seeing kind of the core numbers come down a bit more. Um, I mean, I think that the, the key message that I guess all of them are going to be expressing is is to push back a little bit from the, the, the market sentiment that, um, you know, that not only could they be pivoting, but, you know, maybe cuts will be coming a bit earlier than where they are feeling comfortable with. So I think that's the main and that's going to be the biggest challenge for the Fed, to be honest, right? Because that's also where you've got that that really, um, I don't want to say sharp uh, pricing of, of cuts later this year, but certainly a disconnect that with the easing and financial conditions, um, you've out, you've already had some uh, central bank speaker, you know, Kashkari, kind of getting uncomfortable with that easing. I would say this point, though, it's not like we were back in July, August, where rates were still heading up in a significant way and yet markets started to to push back against those those hikes and and the, the, obviously Jackson Hole came out to to smack markets back in, into shape with a lot more hikes rates are a lot higher now so I, I don't think the the fed has to fight the market pricing to me really what's happening is the difference between where the Fed's at and they're going to signal they're at, which is on hold for longer than what the markets want them to be, is just kind of a bet about what the data is going to play out. So the Fed can be saying, we may be doing what the markets are saying, but the data are going to have to deliver that. And we'll wait and see who's right on this. So I, I think uh, there'll be some some language around that from, from the Fed. Well, I wa I'd want to emphasize that I think where the Fed is at the end of the year with the market pricing and easing and Powell um, wanting to push back against that um, is obviously a call about what happens to the U.S. economy. But even the idea that the move down to 25 is is just about close to a pausing is probably also something that they're going to want to push back in terms of not making it uh, very clear that they're uh, they're at the point where they're thinking about pausing. I think they're going to continue to look for data in a world in which um, uh, inflation is still elevated, that it's continuing to show signs of coming down. Remember, the unemployment rate is still at three and a half percent, and uh, they need to see labor cooling. So I think the point about downshifting alongside uh, a signal that there's more to go without giving us clear sense of how much more to go um, is an important part of the meeting let, next let me, week. Let me push back on 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 that Bruce as it's it's good to have you back so I can push back <laughs> a little bit I mean we we are expecting some change in the language and remember we don't have uh, it, uh, a summary of economic projections so we have the statement uh, to, to look at and we're you know we think the ongoing increases language will change so I think there will be a, a sense of 
kind of some slowing in the pace. I think what you're getting at, and you're right, they they want to keep some optionality there, but that that's the ling- that's the communications challenge that they're going to have is to be able to indicate they're probably slowing. They are slowing the pace of hikes. They're probably getting near the peak, but they don't they don't want to remove their optionality altogether. And so I I I personally think they will there will be some signals on the labor market. I just say. Yeah, the unemployment rate is still low, but you know, average hourly earnings have been coming down. And next week's ECI, we're looking for a further slowing. I think to one point, what one point one percent on on the quarter. That'll be a, a step down, which uh, you know is is hard to square with the unemployment rate. But you know, I I think they don't want to get the unemployment rate up just for the sake of getting the unemployment rate up. They want to get it up so that wage inflation gets to something that is manageable wage inflation is coming down, then I think that's that's manageable. Okay. And from um, the um, other central banks, anything important to, to note in terms of what we'd expect? Well, again, uh, you know, 50 basis points from both, um, uh, you know, more, more to go. I mean, definitely Lagarde last week signaled uh, and in, in, you know, for a while has been signaling that We've got a series of 50 basis point uh, hikes coming. And, you know, I would think that that's the type of kind of uh, emphasis that should be made here, which is they've got more more to go. We're, we're not near the not near the peak for them. Um, you know, Bank of England, we do have them stepping down to to 25. Um, but, uh, you know, again, no, the Bank of England going 50. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. You're 100 percent right. I meant after the 50, whereas the ECB, we've got a series of 50 still coming. So um, I think, you know, the guidance on the on the Bank of England, if we're right on that, will be interesting there. I think they probably will still try to kind of maintain that optionality a bit more than than the Fed, um, you know, with that idea of kind of slowing things down so um that that's kind of i mean we did also bruce it's probably worth noting uh you know bank of canada did come out with the 25 and kind of clearly said that they were going on 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 hold here and and waiting to watch the data which is a i think the general message that i'd be looking for in all these central banks uh, across the board which is last year was really about just hiking aggressively, you know, obviously talking about the data, but they were going to be hiking aggressively almost no matter what. We're near the peak on on rates and data inflation has come down. So rates are higher. Inflation is lower. It's no surprise that all these central banks are going to be much more data dependent than they have in over a year. And that means much more weight to be putting on data, the data releases that are coming out. Uh, so maybe, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have a job again instead of in, in, in terms of uh, watching the data play out. Uh, and next week has a, has a lot of data to be looking at. Well, in, in light of that, maybe we should turn to thinking about how to interpret what we got last this week and what we're thinking we're going to get next week. Obviously, um, a big part of the uh, data released this week is the signs of um, U.S. consumption falling, as well as um, a GDP report, which gave you a a, a pretty good uh, headline reading, but had some fairly weak numbers underneath. Yeah, yeah. I mean, since we're going to talk largely about the U.S., I would just emphasize before that that you did have some good news that the flash PMIs were were somewhat encouraging. They continue December. 
uh, surveys moved up a little bit from those November lows and the flash PMIs for January moved up a little bit more. That's encouraging. All of these are very low still, uh, but nonetheless, the direction is looking better. And that includes the U.S. But yeah, there's no doubt that this sense that Europe is is kind of getting better. China is getting better, although you and I argue about what we can believe there. I just think it's so noisy, but whatever. China's getting better, uh, and China will reopen. That, you know, further out will get better. Those are the two, uh, you know, the kind of bright spots in the economy right now. The U.S. momentum loss is a concern. I mean, you flagged the the, the weak consumer. I think on the consumer side of things, um, you know, it started with the retail sales, uh, you know, over a week ago, and then the the overall PC numbers. You got contractions in real PCE in November and December. I and and I know you are 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 kind of willing to fade that in a world where the labor market is still holding up, where wage inflation is still holding up, where you're going to get a cost of living adjustment that's pretty sizable of about 106 billion dollars starting this month, where balance sheets are healthy. So and and sentiment is improving even if at low levels. Those are all reasons to feel okay, better than okay, you know, pretty good about the the consumer as we look to this quarter. I think, you know, the the concern certainly is on the business side where where business equipment spending and that GDP report you talked about for the fourth quarter I mean, shocked the heck out of us, right? It was inc- it was incredibly weak, and I think it's something we've been flagging that business capex globally has been like Teflon this year. I mean, despite I wouldn't all the say shocks- I wouldn't say it was incredibly weak. I would say it's a major disappointment. So it was business fixed investment was up two tenths on the quarter after expectations that we had to be up roughly eight to nine percent. So it's a major yeah. disappointment, but it's not by any means in major contraction territory. But the combination of that with the uh, you know the dynamics of inventories having built quite a, a quite a healthy pace in the uh, fourth quarter, it does make you wonder more about that shift going on in underlying business behavior and whether it will accelerate it to a point that uh, things do start to break. I think well, that's I think the... what adds to that, Bruce, is unlike the consumer, where I can fall back to my my sense of where the fundamentals are for the consumer that is is pretty darn healthy. The corporate side, and we've been talking about healthy corporate fundamentals in terms of balance sheets and margins being high, and that is certainly true. But actual profit growth, um, which is kind of like your frontline tracker for CapEx, is probably going to get get softer here, right? And I think well, that but I is think you have to distinguish between profit growth that may get softer and profit growth that actually was impressively strong. I think in a world in which you're you're looking at um, the previous two quarters, profits growing at about nine percent annualized pace, and in the fourth quarter, I think the nominal GDP number was like something uh, close to six, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I totally agree, Bruce. Profits last year were were great, but I, I mean, even in the fourth the quarter of last year, you're going to have a good, pretty good profit. Oh number. no, I I understand, but what I'm saying is that when I see when I start to think about this quarter and next quarter and the next couple quarters here, uh, I think about a consumer that I feel good about. I think about a business sector I'm starting to get worried about. Not only is there our, our kind of fundamental view on the outlook of margin compression in a world where inflation's coming down, but wages are staying sticky, that's like central to our call for a mild U.S. recession. I just think the overall profit numbers, uh, you know, could be on the softer side than than what is built into our forecast. I mean, our right. equity guys are pointing to 10% profit contraction 
this year. Maybe it's a little bit worse than that. I, I just don't have a good feel for that. And that worries me about the, the business equipment spending side of our equation here. So, Joe, I agree that the profit picture looking forward is is going to show substantial slowing. That is our forecast. But I think from the perspective of where we are now and what businesses are doing now, it's the current performance that's perhaps most important. And in that context, we had a fairly strong first three quarters of the year. And then the fourth quarter, I think one of the underlying details of this report that matters is the fact that uh, nominal GDP was up about six and a half percent annualized and uh, compensation was up five. That's not pointing to a significant margin compression this quarter. And therefore, I'm less concerned about that backdrop from the point of view of current business performance. But as we kind of look at things, obviously the proof is in the pudding of what we see in the data. Uh, we haven't talked yet about the data flow uh, for next week. That's quite, quite important. We have U.S. employment. Uh, we have uh, global PMIs uh, and some other interesting stuff. So why don't you just quickly take us through what we're looking for there? Yeah, okay. So, I, I mean, on the U.S. side, uh, you know, we, we do get, for the consumer, I think, uh, we'll get uh, auto sales. And that, that will be an important signal of maybe some life coming back into the consumer. If we're right and we think November, December was, was just a soft patch after some earlier strength uh, and that things will bounce back, well... We're looking for that, right? It's a, it's a pretty darn big pop. I, I can't remember the number, Bruce. Do you? It's like twenty percent or something up on the month. Well, it's a, it's twenty. I think it's been more. It's sixteen point three from running somewhere in the mid thirteen. So that's yeah. A, that's so there's there's increase. news there that the auto sector is coming back to life. That'll be encouraging. So uh, of course, you know, early on we get the ECI. We already talked about that. That'll be ahead of the Fed, and I think it will be an important uh, report if it surprises significantly. We're looking for one point one percent, which will be a step down that's encouraging um you know and then of course at the end of the week we get payrolls and i think we're looking for continued moderation but still strength which has been signaled by the solid uh claims numbers we're looking for 175,000 on on payrolls unemployment rate that stays near this expansion low of three five uh and importantly average hourly earnings i think um they slow again or what what is it four tenths so solidify around what the recent trajectory actually i think it's three tenths bruce okay yeah 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 i just checked with the u.s team so but uh <laughs> but point yeah. is is it will be a, a slowing here and that that will be an even more of a slowing in a world where that unemployment rate is stuck at the lows which i think is a bit you know is a bit problematic for people who feel like the only way to get inflation down is to have a material rise in the unemployment rate that's just not happening yet so um, I think okay. that's on the U.S. side. And then, of course, we get the uh, flash readings of the, the P, not flash, excuse me. We get the, the PMI reports, manufacturing and services for the month of January. We have the DM. We got those this week. Uh, but next week's EM numbers will be interesting. China, of course, will, is, is going to be particularly interesting to see how much that is going to be aligning with these kind of puzzling, the puzzling strength in their reported uh, data. We also, in addition to all of that, we get some European data, right? We get the advance or flash release on GDP and inflation. And I think the message there is going to be one of, um, you know, kind of resilient growth and uh, inflation that's probably coming off, but still uncomfortably high, which gives us that uh, ECB message of, uh, you know, ongoing increases in uh, of these 50 basis point hikes. Okay, so I think we'll leave it there. Um, lots to process next week. And uh, 
lots to uh, consider in terms of the motion of the global economy as we're watching U.S. momentum slow and and possibly uh, better news out of both China and uh, uh, Western Europe. But with that, we'll leave it and hope that we can continue the conversation next week on Morgan TV. Thank you.